comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. My name is Oliver Queen. After five years in the house, I returned home with only one goal, to save my city. But my old approach wasn't enough. I had to become someone else. I had to become something else. I had to become the Green Arrow. When I was a child, my planet Krypton was dying. I was sent to Earth. I work with my adoptive sister for the DEO to protect my city from alien life and anyone else that means to cause it harm. I am Supergirl. My name is Barry Allen, and I am the fastest man alive. To the outside world, I'm an ordinary forensic scientist. But secretly, with the help of my friends at Star Labs, I fight crime. I am the Flash. I'm here because the future of the world is in peril. Because of a man named Vandal Savage. I chose you eight to travel throughout time to stop them. You got the wrong guy. Heroing on my resident. Where I'm from, you aren't just considered heroes. You're legends. Hey everybody, welcome to the DC TV Podcast, episode 53. We're the 50, I guess the 52 of the multiverse plus one more now. Earth X. Yeah, carry the one. Right, carry the one. A uh, lot of great shows this week, a lot of good episodes. We we traveled to Earth 2 and to Russia in the 80s. Uh, we got to see uh, one of the best Superman stories of all time kind of replayed in uh, in Supergirl. Joining me this week to, to traipse through the, the, the landscape we know as DC television. First of all, I'd like to introduce to you, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Rip Hunters, Clothier, and Haberdasher, Mr. Daryl Taylor. Hello there. Yeah, I don't know. Rip, Rip seems a little trusting, but we'll, I guess we'll get to that when we get to the show. And Thea's stand-in from Arrow. She has all the bloodlust coming back again to help us out and and also give us some hair tips for the world of DC. Once again, Miss Jerry Atkinson, thanks for coming back, Jerry. The pleasure is all yours. Hello, boy. <laughs> special return guest. Yes. Because it's very special. Mm-hmm. And you're returning. I am. So there you go. Yeah. yeah. Um, what'd you guys, real quick, before we get to the shows, what'd you guys think of the final Batman v Superman trailer? Did you scope it out? Oh, I, I, it was good to see uh, Batman. Um, I, I love the, the Nolan uh, trilogy, but it was good to see a different take on it where you get to see Batman actually fighting uh, without the shaky cam or the or the cutscenes. So it was, I, I, I loved it. I loved seeing that fight. I think it, it was an answer to the criticisms. Um, that are coming uh, about showing him in action as Batman, you know, doing his mission, and I, I dug it, man. It got me more, even more excited for the movie. Well, I'll give I'll give Zack Snyder one thing: he knows how to photograph, he knows how to film action, like he knows how to film fight scenes, yeah. especially. Yeah. I mean, look at Three Hundred, or mm-hmm. you know, the fight between the comedian and and Osmandis at the beginning of Watchmen. Right. You know, like the way right. it's all like choreographed with. Um, he, he also uses like digital things that you wouldn't expect to be digital, but like mm-hmm. to sweeten that kind of uh, action cam footage. It was comic book. Right? This was a superhero Batman. Yeah, very you much know, coming, so. Coming through that window, having Alfred talk to him, right? Like, be snarky at him. Uh, very that, different fighting style too. I mean, yeah, he was like just overpowering everyone, rather than that um, 
that that um, Grav Maga style that Christian Bale used. You know what I mean? Yeah, more more. Uh, he's seasoned. He he did. I mean, it, there was some judo, some kung fu in it, but it wasn't right a lot. It was more of get it done, take people out as fast as possible. Economy of movement. That's what they call it. In Holy was. Yeah. That's Holy what Bruce. Was. Uh, that's what Bruce Lee called it. Yes. Uh, I'm excited. Mm-hmm. That was a good trailer. That was a solid trailer. I'm excited. And after seeing all the trailers of of, of uh, Batman getting his ass beat, it was cool to see <laughs> just the one scene of him like hold his arm up. He's like, "Hey, wait a minute now." Yeah. <laughs> it just. I mean. <laughs> Not really a spoiler because it's, you know the comic book's been out since the '80s, but I mean it, it just makes me think of that scene in The Dark Knight Returns mm-hmm. after after Superman inhales that kryptonite dust, you know? Right. And he has that line about you know it took me millions of dollars to synthesize and years to perfect, you know. Luckily, I had both, you know, and uh, it kind of like brings Superman to a human level, and that's right when you know Batman has his hands around his throat and stuff in that story. I mean, that's what kind of what it reminded me of, anyway. Maybe I'm yeah. reading too much into it. Cool. We also got to hear Gal Gadot like actually talk, talk, <laughs> which was nice, you know, because I mean, not so much talking in the footage we've seen of her as Wonder Woman so much uh, so far. So totally, uh, excellent, excellent stuff. Okay, let's start off with Lucifer, third episode Yay. of uh, of the season. Uh, it's called. Let me get to the. It's a, it's a long uh, The would be Prince of Darkness. I'm really just going to recap the, the procedural part really quick because it really was not the interesting part of this for me. Yeah, you're right about that. It, it seemed kind of tacked on. It seems like they have enough story they don't need to have that part, but they seem compelled to because that's like a TV trope. It was a blackmail scandal with uh, someone who's just like, it has like the barest of connections to Lucifer. You know, like they set him up on a date or whatever. And uh, I don't know, it was more, the more fun parts of this were him... Uh, talking to his analyst, um, becoming more empathetic. The whole bit about the Lucibro, the guy that like steals his credit card, <laughs> and is like posing as Lucifer. Right. And then Lucifer tracks him down. And failing. And, yeah, totally failing. <laughs> right. He doesn't even look like him really, and uh, but and Lucifer tracks him down and instead of punishing him, is kind of merciful to him. Like that's the interesting stuff to me in the story. You know, Chloe kind of. At the end, there was a scene with Chloe uh, on the computer looking at the video footage of him throwing that guy through a window right. and trying to figure out how he was able to do it. I mean, she's starting to realize there's a little... Yeah, three episodes in, and she's like, it's finally dawning her. Yeah, she, it's finally dawning her. <laughs> he might be who he says he is. I know, but he's like not even hiding the stuff he's doing. No, at all. Me... He keeps <laughs> telling her over and over, I am Lucifer. I am she's Lucifer too much Lucifer. like Mulder and Scully. It's like, it's... I, I won't I feel believe like her you. daughter has pegged him already, you know? <laughs> like, when she says it, if she says to her daughter, yeah, he's the devil. Oh, yeah, I know, Mom. I was waiting exactly. for you to catch up. I read it online. <laughs> yeah, I looked online. I saw it. I mean, because yeah. he told us, Mom. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She's like, duh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, those are, those are the parts that are interesting to me. Like, his, yeah. the main the main character and, like, his world is, is really interesting, though procedural part i just feel like it's like i said just kind of tacked on it doesn't seem like like an eye zombie you know that has that procedural part but it's usually like woven really well into the story right like it has to do with the overarching story or like the personality that she takes on plays off the crime really well and ends up in an interesting episode that way you know what i mean i don't see that with lucifer at all i mean you see lucifer kind of doing his trick 
it, it reminds me more of like the mentalist or something. You know what I mean? Like Lucifer okay. comes in, he like figures out, he's like the smartest guy in the room and figures out what your deepest, you know, fears and desires are or whatever. And then like solves crimes. Yeah. Cause he's just not, fo- <laughs> unless he's focused on the case, cause he really doesn't care. No. It's well, like, oh, yeah. At point, he's fascinated enough to, to pretend he can care. You know, <laughs> you know right. I mean, some of it, some of it piques his interest. But usually not for the right reason. Well, the dude, it, it, um, if he didn't wasn't interested in the guy, uh, you know, when he was asking the guy what what you know what is your secrets or whatever, and the guy really didn't have any, right? Except he wanted to get laid. That wasn't a secret. That, yeah, that's that like just, you know you're you're a health guy, you know? right? I mean that wasn't a secret about yeah. that. So it was interesting that you know it's again he's fascinated by someone who doesn't really have. But that, and that's the only thing right. that connects him to the Chloe character. That's the only thing that connects him to the Chloe character. And she mm-hmm. just seems kind of, she seems very stock to me, like very kind of rote. And like, like, like uh, Jerry was saying, it's taken her three episodes to really think, hey, there might be something up with this guy, you know? Right. Right. You're a detective they, chick. She must be smarter than that, man. Yeah. You know what it is? I'd, I'd like her if they would just make her less stuck up. She seems to be so stuffy about it. Aren't you supposed and to be I a hardened that... detective? If you're a female detective, would you be hardened like that, though? You know you what? Play but if you were a female detective and you had, you know, you'd been on the job for that long, and like, you know, something didn't, you know, some, I don't know. You'd think she'd be a little wiser, you know, a little more street smart. No wiser, I mean, but I mean, as far as uh, being stuck up, she should be standoffish. I mean, she's a woman in a man's world, and right. she, you know, she's right. got this this contemptible ex running around and you know i mean so she should be kind of I mean, cautious on who she I mean, is plus she's either, dealing with death and death and, right. and mayhem on a daily basis but you can either play it that way i mean it's only two ways you can really do it you could either be uh very you know standoffish and kind of serious about it or you could be kind of the whatever you say kind of rolls off my back type of thing but I can, have no I, show. There has to be some kind of attention. Yeah. He's that part. Everything rolls off him. He takes nothing serious. Right. You, you want that audible thing. It just feels like everybody else is in the. I don't know. It just makes her feel like she's not one part of whatever. Yeah, one dimensional. She just yeah. doesn't feel like I she has any. I think she's something because he keeps saying, "What are you?" Yes. Mm-hmm. And, 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 so she's something. And but I don't know if she but knows. The, but they but aren't giving us enough. It. Yeah, they're right. not giving us anything about that. They're just like, you know, right. I, you know, I know you're something. And she goes, you know, she's oblivious to it. But they're not, there aren't any, there aren't any little teasers to bring you along. Like, oh, well, right. you know, I might be interested in what that like, might be, you know. And like then you look. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I, I, I'm sorry too. I, I just was gonna say, you know, I mean, look at the um, look at the rapport rapport him, his character and his analyst character have. I mean, those scenes are <laughs> awesome. They're funny yeah. and they're kind of true. <laughs> And they, you know, they apply, you know what I mean? They're really good scenes. And then you look at him and the Chloe character and their scenes together. And, like, it's kind of half working, half not, you know? Right. In comparison. Okay. Fair enough. Like, the angel part, like, it, give me something. Like, what if, yeah. you right. know, maybe, like, the her his um, confidant, uh, his uh, devil confidant, who's maybe, like, she tries to do something to her and it doesn't work. or. Yeah. Or the the angel comes down and for whatever reason he looks at her and he's like I it's something about her and I he just stands off from her or whatever something to to kind of 
give you something. Like we've gotten, you know, we're in a couple of episodes, like something to make it more than because if it keeps going this route, it just feels like okay, she's just a woman with no secrets. She just seems like a foil for him to do, for him <laughs> right. to do outrageous things around. You know, right? right. Like, like I'm just... okay now. I'm gonna look uh, incredulous again, like you're saying, Jerry, like Scully. You keep you know, telling like, me it's, it's something about her. She's starting to come. Yeah, I keep thinking of Scully when I see her. Like she's uh, the, to look skeptical again. She's the one that I believe nothing. <laughs> like it, even though he threw this dude through a window with through a glass thing with no effort. Plus, time after time, she's seen him like have people just open up and say, the, and, yeah, yeah. And, the, and the craziest things you know that you wouldn't say to anybody to him, you know. Yeah, and he was I, shot. Mm-hmm. He yeah. was shot. Got up. Yep. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and she's she Yeah, and she's the one in the hospital uh, recovering. She died. Yeah, she died. She died. <laughs> what what more do you need? Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I just wish they would either, you know, like, like do a better job with the procedural stuff where it matters to the storyline or, uh, or just get rid of it altogether, maybe. Because I can get to the point where I could just see Lucifer. Just deal with a different person each episode. If mm-hmm. if we're really going to go that route, like I could do without the the cop thing and just have him like just dealing blacklist. With... Yeah, kind <laughs> of. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Just, this just... dude needs to go to jail. He's sick. <laughs> yeah, just be like, you know what? I, I, yeah, he's yep. a liar. I, I gotta punish him. Like just yep. every episode, it's just like a different. You know, it's a different thing he gets interested in. Yeah. I could go with that if they're not going to do anything with her. I then just, I can go. I was really it. hoping his therapist would like try to role play with him and do a reverse and like punish him. And you know she's a freak, so that would go bad. Oh, she's, having, <laughs> she's having the best time on this show. She's hilarious. <laughs> Rachel <laughs> Harris is is hilarious, hilarious actress, and she's it's so really, weird. Their it's, scenes together are really what are like holding the show together for me because. Magic, yes. And it's so weird because I watch Suits also. So one and one thing I'm hating her in Suits because she's doing something to one of the lead characters that I hate, and then the other I love her in this. So it's mm-hmm. so weird. Wow. Probably acting if she's acting well enough for you to hate her in a show. That's yeah, that's a good that's thing. Good right? yeah, yeah, she's good. Like she's she's, she's really. I mean, think about the kid who plays Joffrey on Game of Thrones or something. Oh yeah, that dude. Uh, everybody he hates Joffrey. <laughs> He so got, I mean, it's so bad he gets hate people. in stores like they hate him in public because they don't get it. I feel bad for that guy. He said he was going to quit acting. Yeah, because he's literally hate the actor. Yeah, <laughs> he so quit him in the street and start throwing crap at him. It's like get oh yo dude, calm down. It's TV. It's not him really doing these things. These people are still alive. These are fictional no. characters. Yes. Fictional characters. Um, All right, well. I give this a B minus, and it's kind of like I said, the procedural parts bumming me out, mm-hmm. and then also the part about oh, you're getting too empathetic with the humans now, blah blah blah. This is like a third episode we've heard this already. Right, we got it already. We got it. We got it. Okay, we're we're on board. Let's go. Let's put the story in motion. You know, so I give this a B minus. There's enough bits in there, like I said, with him and Rachel Harris, and then mm-hmm. you know him like riffing off some of the other um, ancillary characters, which made it worth watching, but. Yeah, nothing, nothing I would, you know, rush home for my seat. Yeah, I'd, I'd give it a B minus, too. I'm going to go solid B just because I love that little girl and I, I I love Lucifer himself. And like you said, the therapist, yeah, the procedure's not that tight. And yes, Chloe is 
something's going on with her and she's crazy reserved, but I'm hoping they're going to resolve that. And if, if not, I mean, they're three episodes in, you know, a lot of shows take yeah. a little time. Themselves. So I'm still holding out hope and giving it a B. That's cool. I, I mean, you know, there's always room for improvement. And, right. Uh, you know, like I said, they have a solid, some solid, you know, actors there. Yeah. It's a good, decent premise. And, you know, I, I don't think they're really doing all they can with it so far. Okay. Let's move on to the Supergirls. Um, this episode is, just to get this out of the nerd part out of the way, uh, in 1985, Alan Moore and Dave Gibbons, who a year later would put out Watchmen, put out a uh, story for Superman Annual Number 10, or Number 11, I'm sorry, called For the Man Who Has Everything, in which Mongol delivers this telekinetic plant called the Black Mercy, and it's the same storyline as we saw in Supergirl this episode, similar, it's similar in a lot of ways. Um, great, one of the classic Superman stories. It got adapted for the Justice League Unlimited cartoon. Very well, I might add. I think J.M.D. Mateus did the adaptation. And uh, I I really like what they did with it here. You know, I know Donnie has having, or, uh, had some problems with this episode, but I really liked this episode. I thought it was cool. Yeah. Well, he's not in the Krypton and all that. So yeah. Not his bag, man. I mean, the episode, uh, basically, the, what the deal is with this Black Mercy, which attacked Supergirl at the end of the last episode, it's a, like I said, it's a, tele, or a telepathic plant. It attaches itself like a, a symbiotic parasite, and then uh, proceeds to give you a hallucination of your your you know fondest dream or you know, your heart's desire. And uh, in the original comic, it was you know that Superman was still alive and, and you know had a family of his own and stuff on Krypton. And very much in that vein, Kara wakes up at the very beginning of this episode in back in, on Krypton with her mom and her dad and Aunt Astra, who is you know presently trying to kill her pretty much it turns out non did this uh, general non the the one who's in charge of what they call myriad now which is uh, the kryptonian plan i guess for invasion of earth uh, or so i guess they want to wipe out humanity and kind of take over the planet which i don't get it I, that that's the only thing that's iffy with me is, is this plan i don't understand it because they're supposed to save humanity by taking control of humanity it reminds me of there was a an elseworlds um, that John Byrne did, like an Elseworlds mm -hmm. annual, where instead of uh, the Kryptonians just sending Kal-El to Earth, they all came to Earth. Right. And they kind of took over and like made them a subclass, and then Batman became like a freedom fighter against them mm -hmm. or whatever. But that's what it, it reminded me of somewhat, you know. They um, don't make that plan clear yet. I mean, no, they didn't really go into detail other than they're messing up the satellites. Mm -hmm. Maxwell Lord's satellites in particular. Right. And... They're, they knock Kara out of commission by putting her in this black mercy. Kara doesn't show up for work. Wynn and, and James cover for her, but they really don't know what's going on. They end up at her house with Alex. And here's the one I want to know. Why did Alex kick the door down? Because it was bad. I told you, because it looked bad. I, I know, but it's her. You think she'd have a key? She probably would have a key, but they wanted to do the badass. I'm going in. And she did. She went in, and uh, they see they find Kara there in her Supergirl suit with uh, you know, Black Mercy attached to her. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was cool they made the Black Mercy in the show look exactly like the one in the comic. Oh, totally. It, I mean, it, it looks like roses with little like tentacles in the center. Mm -hmm. it, was, it was perfect. Creepy. It was very creepy indeed. Um, meanwhile, Kara's like trapped on Krypton, and her you know everybody's still alive, and everybody loves her, and everything is great. And she keeps remembering details, and the more details she remembers of 
her life on Krypton, this, the fewer details she remembers about her life on Earth. You know, Alex is kind of frustrated, doesn't know what to do. Uh, Hank um, decides to shapeshift into Kara to help her keep her job. But that does not work out so well. <laughs> She's like, you're... She comes out, he comes out, he's like, your boss is up. Yeah. <laughs> or he comes back to D.O., they're like, yeah. She's, you know, how goes the invasion? How's it going with Catco? Let's stick with the invasion. <laughs> right. I fight like criminals, but this is crazy. Alex is kind of freaking out, not knowing what to do. They can't, you know, take it off of her body. Um, and um, Astra shows up at Kara's apartment right. after, and she tells her, "Look, you know, Kara, Kara, you know, is allowing me to. to she saved me from a dishonorable death, pretty much." So I owe her. Plus, she's my, you know, my my niece or whatever. She tells Alex what's going on. That it's a black mercy that, you know, it's giving her these hallucinations, and the only way to cure her of it is to get her to reject it herself, to reject the fantasy world and to come back to reality. Somehow, Maxwell Lord, who is you know in his own little, uh, as he describes it, his collectible case, is able to fabricate a machine that is allowing is going to allow Alex to go in to Kara's hallucination. And try to convince her to come back out of it and come back to the real world. Which, that was the only part that really kind of bothered me. Well, they like, did it in the cell, so it's obviously possible. I yeah. Mean, J-Lo can do it. <laughs> right. Well, J-Lo can it's do it. It's movie logic. If Actually, J-Lo yeah, can do exactly. it, then he... I forgot about J-Lo doing it. I was thinking, Hello. Like, uh, I was thinking like Dennis, Dennis Quaid in, in Dreamscape or something. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, Dennis Quaid could probably do stuff normal, but humans can. But if J-Lo can do it, then... With a machine. Sure. But, I mean, as comic booky as The Flash is, mm-hmm. this is like... If there was like a meter of comic bookiness... This would be like <laughs> right. this would be like in the red, you know, like oh heck yeah. Oh, so this guy's gonna fabricate a machine in like twenty minutes that's gonna allow you to die from a hallucination and <laughs> well, you know, save save you from this telepathic plant from outer space. Okay. Well, Stark, <laughs> made, a, well, Stark made a suit from scraps in yeah. a cave. So it's superhero show. If you're looking for believability, right. no, turn no, the no. champ. Just hey man. Okay. It's all good. It's all good. It was hokey. <laughs> You're right. It, was, it just seemed like I was like, what? <laughs> I mean, first I of all, know. they would turn to him for help. You know, they think it'd be somebody else. You know. Yeah, you would think that anybody they would else they could turn to help, turn to for help. You know. Yeah. Leave um, him in house. Why have him for help? Alex goes inside to uh, Kara's hallucination, and then gets taken prisoner as an alien spy mm-hmm. uh, by the Kryptonians, and is about to be thrown into the. Uh, Phantom Zone in Kara's hallucination, which would kill her, we you know, assume, in real life. Right. She gives her the speech. Speechifying. Yeah, she gives her this, like, you know, I could almost hear Morgan Freeman giving the speech. <laughs> well, there was a lot of speechifying. Cause there was, there was. James did some speechifying. James did some yeah. speechifying. Yeah, Wynn. Wynn did some speechifying. <laughs> That's right. Everybody was speechifying this Everybody episode. I'll remember the Titans up in there without Denzel. <laughs> But the um the uh you know she's like you know life isn't perfect it can be hard, uh I, you know pain is part of who we are it's what makes you a hero and I was like you're right man I'll go back to work tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag the struggle is real. The struggle is real. Yeah, pretty real. <laughs> I think you should have like an MP3 of that to listen to on your way into work. <laughs> I don't That's think that's right. a bad idea. Like- yeah, in the middle of your workout tape. 
Um, Alex pops out of the hallucination first and is really mad because she told James, like, if she doesn't come back, I mean, if she doesn't bring Kara back, make sure that she doesn't come back too. You know what I mean? She was. She told James not to let Hank bring her out. Uh, so she punches him. And as she's in the middle of punching him, Kara comes out of her trance. She throws the black mercy on the ground. And it kind of crawls away. Something else bothered me. They just kind of left it there on the floor for a minute. Yeah, didn't we kill it? <laughs> you we know what it? I thought was going to happen? <laughs> I, I, I don't care. Really... You know, it could look dead. You know, I mean, it was dead or not. You might want to like put something around it. But I, think, oh, but I think what Supposedly was missing... they, if they fail, they shrivel, right? So I mean, we know that, but yeah, like all kind of people that are watching it were probably freaking out. But I thought that they were going to have a scene of Kara showing her anger, looking at it, and then eyes going red. Yeah, I thought. So I think too. that would have been a better. Yeah, because she looked. Than... But she was pissed. Yeah, right. <laughs> so that would be a great way to yeah. show her being pissed, exactly. just to walk over to it and then and look into the screen, look at us, and her eyes go angry red. Like that's the best way to show a Kryptonian being pissed off. Totally agree. The struggle is real. Would you come out of that experience truly pissed off, though? Or would you be kind of nostalgic because you saw what your life could have been? Would no, you I be kind of... Well, it'd be like... Yes. I mean, imagine having your, your greatest existence you can imagine being ripped away from you. And oh, but you had it, them being, You had that vision. But you, you, had, but you just had it ripped away from you. And I want to go back. back to the cold, hard reality. You know? Right, right. Like, I've... I've if you've already, it's like uh, having a dream about a, a sure even says stuff. So. Like I've, you already mm-hmm. have dealt with it. You're done. You, it's yeah. over. You're not going. And then you dream like you're in that again, and you have her back, and and then you wake up and it's gone. It's like it brings back feelings you don't want to feel. Uh, poor again. Girl. But I no, just, she even says, you know, I lost. I'm not talking about me. Oh, of course not. Just in general, in general. We know, we know, man. We know. Trying to real. That's it. Keep, it's, it's cool. It's cool. We, um, but I mean, she even says, you know, I lost, I lost everything I ever loved again. Right. Yeah. I lost Krypton again. You know, she tells Nan that while she's laying a beat down on him, because that's where she says she's like, "Who did this?" And they say Nan. And then they realize that the Kryptonians are going after the satellite farms that are feeding the satellites they're trying to block, mm-hmm. and so they send out teams to each of the uh, things. Supergirl says, non is mine. <laughs> and then proceeds to just whoop on his ass. And you ask yourself, when did she learn how to fight that well? Yeah. And, he and was then, a better fighter than that. Yeah, and then you also ask yourself, is she going to... F- oh, sorry. Woo! Is she going to kill him? Because I yeah. thought I was going to go there with that. You know, <laughs> She did look like she was going to kill him. She did. Sorry, I, I know where the bleep button is. It's yeah, he... <laughs> I got Jerry. I got Jerry on, on the show. I know to have the bleep button ready, man. Exactly. You had to beep yourself. Hey, man, I got to bleep myself first. Allow me to cast the first bleep. <laughs> but she was that mad. Like it, it, that's the thing that kind of gets me sometimes with uh, skill set. Like, her skill set changes. And I... I kind of wish that some episodes we would get a progressive um, scene of her and Alex fighting, you know, just so you can get a sense of she's getting better and better and better in hand to hand combat. Well, she was just bludgeoning him, too. It wasn't like, you know, she right. was, you know, trying to use any moves or whatever to try to hurt his you know, nerves. Or whatever. She well, kind of explain. I need explanation. Him, you know? It's a nerdy thing, but I kind of need some kind of explanation. Either you're getting stronger because you're, you know, you're fighting more, you're in the sun more, you're... But... You need an 80s montage. 
Yeah, I, I need something because you go from <laughs> you go from getting thrown around and beat down like five episodes ago. This guy was throwing you all over the place. You know, he was tossing you, he was beating you, and now you're beating this dude. I, I get the rage part, but still, you're beating this dude up. Yeah. Pretty bad, pretty quickly. She gets to train with she gets to train with the alien with the Martian Manhunter too. So I would love to see that. Like I'd see a little bit more. Yeah, it's so opening you know, to the show, showing them training or something, or just him mentioning, "Oh, you've been training." You, be- you, you know. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that would be a good. Like, hey. something quick. I mean, I I know how TV. You only got a certain amount of time. Maybe so that. Maybe they cut those scenes. Maybe that was in there, and it just didn't make the cut for time or something. Yeah. Well, we got we have we have more episodes that they could use it on. So. So they split off into six teams to go to these six different satellite farms. Uh, Supergirl starts whooping on Non, as I mentioned. Uh, Astra and Alex and Hank end up at the same one. Uh, Hank and Astra are fighting, and Alex fights. You know, they kind of have this thing about, um, you know, Alex says, you know, join us, you know, help us against whatever's going on. And uh, this is when uh, Astra uses the word myriad in front of Alex. So now they have that word, that buzzword he's. Oh, my. Oh my. Uh, as they're fighting, uh, Astro's uh, fighting Hank Henshaw as the Martian Manhunter in his Manhunter garb, which looked pretty cool, actually. Yeah, but I'm going to need yeah. him to be a little bit better fighter. Yeah, yeah. You think he would be a better fighter after being government trained all those years? You know? Yeah, and he's, ba- I mean, your your name is Martian Manhunter here. That's true. You've dealt with people, and, you know, you've dealt with, with other aliens and fighting them and dealing with them for long. Right. Even Hunt, bro? <laughs> I know. I need him to be a little bit better. I know that they're trying to pull back to to give because they wanted Alex to have to be the one to do what she had to do. But I think sometimes they need to work on. And and this is go. And this I think this goes to even Jessica Jones, other comic book based shows, is how you show skill set. Like you, you can't be so fluid in skill set where. In one minute, you could beat the kingpin, and the next episode, kingpin's beating you up, and the, like it's it's kind of right. Yeah. And you know, as much as you gripe about Arrow, they, that is something they do deal with. They lot. do, they do. Like they, they, you know, if somebody is is gonna fight or whatever, they they train. You know, they train with, Except with Oliver, because his skill set kind of jumped. Like yeah, one yeah. minute he could barely beat Razak Ghul, and then the next minute he right. all of a sudden can beat. He's the um, only one that can beat Malcolm Merlin. Right, and Malcolm used to kick his butt before. Yep. So it's kind of, you know... It's well, I mean, problem. he's Oliver. Come on. Uh, but he doesn't train extra. Uh, Astro kind of has the uh, upper hand on Hank, and then Alex comes from behind with the kryptonite sword. Woo, right through the back. Right Boom. through the back. Bam. Through the back. She's Holy like, I don't want to have another I, montage. I totally did not see that coming at all. <laughs> Me either. I thought she lived till the season finale at least. <laughs> Astra falls to the ground, mm-hmm. and Supergirl shows up. Hank lies and says he killed her, All right? Um, because he wants Alex to continue as he says to be Supergirl's hero. But I understand why, because even if Alex, I think Alex would have told her if Alex told her she did it. I think she would have understood, but I think that Thank still would have been, but it still would have been that kind of uh, uh, that thing that would have been hanging on top of their relationship. And being that that's her sister, mm-hmm. Hank didn't want her to go through that. And she'd be, I think she could deal with it a little bit better with Hank it being good for the, the team either. Right. It'd be, it wouldn't be good for the team. Because even if you get it, you're still like, you're the one that killed my only living relative. 
you killed even my if it's just subconscious. Right, even though you know it was the probably the best thing to do because it's, she right. was gonna kill someone, you still say to yourself, "You still killed my last living." Right. Girl. In fact, yeah. uh, Kara has a, a final few moments with Astra before she dies. Mm-hmm. To, to just so she can just not tell you what you want to know. Right. Because right. I hate that. I hate that. I mean, she mentions Myriad to her too, and then before she before dies. Like, what is that? It's tell uh, me. Uh, Mendoza. <laughs> oh, that drives me nuts when they when someone needs to tell you some information and that's the and they die just when they're getting ready to tell you what you need to know. Yep. Yeah. Oh, I hate Rose it. Bud. Yeah, Rose exactly. Bud. Exactly. <laughs> it's so, a slut. Oh. <laughs> Merry Christmas. We end the show with Win and James and Alex and Kara kind of just regrouping in Kara's place. They have the CW music in the background. They're eating pizza, and everybody's cool. And nobody, wait, Lucy don't get no play no more. Like I don't know, to, she she's not even in this town. episode. I know James is like helping out and stuff, but I mean, Lucy's not even around. And then Wynn and Kara seem like they're in a cool place again, like they're friends again. Well, there was no reason for for her to be upset. I mean, him a little bit because it's like you like her and she doesn't like you that way. But you get past that. I mean, that's not a reason to. To be mad or pissed off at him, you know, so they should be able to get back to that that place. Girl doesn't dig you that way, but she still loves you as a you know she still loves you as a person as a friend. So uh, she shared with you more than she shared with with anyone else besides James that she wants to jump his bones. You know, there's no reason for them to be upset. But uh, this Marky Memorial friend zone. Yeah, but Lucy needs. I mean, they need to deal with that Lucy situation because I just don't want to deal with this. I, I I can see them holding off and him not saying anything until it'll be something where she'll Kara will need him and Lucy will need him and he'll pick Kara, Kara, and right. but it's long winded and she'll say something like you know it seemed like you care more about her than me or something like that. I can see you've that made your choice. You made your yeah. choice. You made your choice, and he'll have to do that, and the music will be playing, and the and the whole shit. I don't want to wait for this life to be over. Just thinking Dawson's Creek, yes. Yeah. And Wendell just type in Twitter, the struggle is real, and then <laughs> that'll be it. Uh, I really like this episode. I give it an A. It kind of kickstarted the overarching plot forward with the Kryptonians. Um, we got to see like a cool retelling of one of my favorite Superman stories. Uh, there's just a few things that slowed it down a couple places, but I liked it overall. Yeah. I'll give it an A. Pretty cool. And, you know, I saved the A's for the really the episodes I really, really like. So. Pretty cool. I, I'll, I'll give it a B plus. I only, I, I only give it a... I would have gave it an A, but that the, the thing with the Astra and it bothered me and the, the uh, skill set, uh, her skill set jumping up a few levels without explanation kind of got Oh, and before you give us your uh, your letter grade, Jerry, what do you think about Astra's little skunk stripe there in her hair? <laughs> I think it reminds me a lot of the '80s, like Laura Branahan, and everybody had that little like that one or two stripes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so in, her in hair a good way, though, or in a bad of, way? Like, kind of feel. I kind of felt like it was like an '80s kind of thing. <laughs> I don't know. It is an and '80s I, I story. Yeah, it was an 80s story. That's what uh, I was thinking. Like, maybe that's part of the whole theme, you know? That's where it hit me. Or, like, Jim, Jim and the Holograms, you know? Like, 
Right. They all they had like one one or two streaks, so right. that was very eighties reminiscent. Truly and like outrageous. you said, this was from the eighties, so maybe that had a thing. But don't take all her women um, villains away. She they need to add some. Yeah, I agree. Loved Cat in this episode. Oh yeah, I, yeah. I just don't want her to go back to being mean to Kara for no reason. Her, yeah, me, me too. Their relationship, like post breakup of with Kara and her son, was I love it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like can you please tell her she can come in now. You know, <laughs> I love. I mean, even though it was just really secondary or even third to this to what was going on, mm-hmm. I love those little. It was it was uncomfortable for me to watch. All right. <laughs> right. I want Kara Kara gonna have to scream on her like he did she did before. Uh, she she's gonna have to do that moment. You know that's what she got to do with Cat because you have to. Cat respects that. Like she's gonna have to be like, look, woman. <laughs> <laughs> you know you wouldn't even have a relationship with your son. She may have had her son. If I didn't, if I didn't, he wasn't. Write he wasn't really cowing. Right. All right. So Marsha Manhunter kind of did. I mean, she didn't know that wasn't Kara. No, she didn't. That's right. She didn't. Just weird. <laughs> I mean, the, the body language was wrong. It was just yeah. everything was wrong. But who expects? So I don't know how. I, she's an investigative like phenom. How um, would she not know that wasn't Kara? Well, she's still in her feelings about her son. He moved. Him. I guess. I did, but you know, I mean, look at. But it's her feelings, which are minimal right. at best. Right. <laughs> you write about that. Which are so office. suppressed. Would she even realize it if it if, if I feel like came and popped into her? You know, like, oh, what's that? I don't know. Hey. <laughs> okay. okay. Loved it. Let's move on to The Flash. Welcome to Earth 2, Season 2, Episode 13. Possibly my favorite episode of The Flash this season. Although, we, we probably should have titled this episode, Barry, come on. Barry. Oh. I was more than Barry. Come on, I was like, "You are a effing idiot, right now." I know why. Why you are acting like a stupid idiot? Stupid idiot. You're making me mad because you should know better. Stupid. Why are you so (laughs) stupid? Stupid. Dang. (laughs) Make me mad. Let's be all smart and flash and shit. Look what you're doing. Yeah. Um, they are finally ready to go on their little uh, field trip to Earth Two. It's going to be Harry, which will be Harrison Wells of Earth Two. Cisco and Barry. Even Cisco is serious. Yeah, man. Oh, Cisco. I, I, we'll get to reverb in a minute. Mm-hmm. But uh, so they're they uh, they said they have forty eight hours. They're gonna go and save Harry's daughter. Uh, then they're gonna close the breach forever. Uh, so Zoom can't get right. You know, or we're we just gonna hang out with people that we recognize. Right, exactly. Or we're just going to throw all that out the window. Right. The first five or ten minutes, we're like, okay, that's the mission. This is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to do it. Exactly. Go. And they get into the speed cannon. They go to Earth 2, and immediately it overloads. And Caitlin and Jay have to scramble to fix it. Uh, otherwise, the three of them will be trapped on Earth 2. Bum, bum, bum. Dun, dun, dun. Hey, all like they're a... going to do is find Doc and get up to the gigawatts, and they'll be fine. So what happens right. when you're trapped in other dimensions and stuff, you right? The, Always. You go out by the pyramids, you find the Stargate, you <laughs> activate it, you Number dial one. up some planet, and then you get some in there. Blue, some, <laughs> some blue telephone box shows up, and this but guy that, with a scarf comes out. Oh, but let's get into let's get into what they what we saw when they went through that portal. Yeah, so they get to Earth too, and Barry and Cisco are taking selfies. No, before that. No, the portal portal. 
portal. Oh, oh, while they're in the portal, right? Yes. Oh, I forgot. Almost forgot about that. Yes. Yeah, they're like flashes of all these different realities, including the this... 1990s uh, Flash TV yeah. series. Yeah. And Supergirl. Yeah. Gorilla Grodd Planet. Grodd's. I mean, uh, Gorilla uh, City. Gorilla Silly City. Yep. There's another one I could not. I I fast forward. I kept pausing it. I stopped it. I just don't know who that was. Yeah, it's like a big dark figure. You can. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I couldn't figure out who that was either. Exactly. If any of you listeners had a you know a peg on who that was, I'd love to know because yeah, I, like you, I on Hulu, I you know freeze framed it and because I couldn't, couldn't suss it out. Now I've heard other people talking about like how are they going to do a crossover? Is it going to be in the same time or is there a future time or whatever? But the first thing I thought if if there's going to be a crossover, it's the easiest crossover to do would be Flash and Supergirl because you've opened up that whole thing of portals and worlds and stuff. All he has to do is just jump in there. You know, they they go something happens and he jumps through the portal and Boom, he's at Supergirl's planet. Because in this one, they don't have a Superman or a Supergirl as of yet. In in the Flash world, I mean. Right. The CW, they don't have that yet. So, But with this portal, that that is so easy to... This is the easiest way to now... Oh, this makes me so excited. Now we could have it where if there's a big enough threat, Supergirl can come in and hang. You know, in the same way, if there's a big enough threat that she can't handle, they can come through the portal and hang out. Like, I think yeah. that that is so great to do something like that. Or the Legends of Tomorrow. Yes, it's there's like so much you can do. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I'm sorry for just going. No, on. it's totally That's, cool. It's awesome. That got me so excited to yeah. see that the, it's so much you can do with that now. And it's so great to have like all these you know, alternate realities and do all these mm-hmm. different stories and have them be you know, either separate or together as they choose. Yeah. And, you could even do Smallville if you wanted to. I mean, not that. I mean, I I did enjoy the show. It was what we had at the time. People, don't judge me. What if it turns out the 1990s Flash series was as, was actually. Um, the uh, orig- the origin story of Zoom as Harry- Henry Allen in that alternate timeline of Earth Two. Damn right, that could be it. Because we I mean we've already conjectured that Henry Allen is probably it, it might be Zoom. I was th- all I, this all theory, by the way, people. It's so much theory. I, I I think it could be Wally West, the, the Wally West version. That's what I was thinking. Because yeah. mm-hmm. mm-hmm. he kept thinking he wants to say he wants to tell when he went to that police station, Wally. He wanted to tell his father something happened. Yes, exactly. And I wonder what that was. Uh, while while the trio are gone in Earth Two, um, and Caitlin and uh, and Jay are trying to figure out how to make you know how to fix the speed cannon, um, a new metahuman shows up, mm-hmm. um, who has like Earth powers. He's able to cause earthquakes. Right. And uh, you know they suggest that Jay use Velocity Six, the uh, the serum that let him pull the you know the bullet out of Harry's chest you know, a few episodes ago. But Jay says he doesn't want to do it. He confesses to Caitlin later on in the episode that he wasn't satisfied with his uh, speed when he originally gained his powers. So he used uh, science to you know find ways for increasing it. And that's uh, what led him to use Velocity 6. And he got addicted to it. And it w- that's what's killing him. It, it gets on my nerves, though, with him. Like, yeah. I would... Dude, he's hiding something. Yes, he's, he's pushing yeah, he Caitlin to make Velocity Nine or whatever, mm-hmm. so he can hand it over to Zoom. Something, 
Something like that. Like it's something. What would Zoom want more than like a serum that just gave him unlimited speed? You know what I mean? Because Zoom right now is a, the way they showed it when he absorbed that speed. He's an addict. Yeah. Like so I'm I, there's more that there's more that to Garrick that Garrick knows that he's not telling. Yeah, this dude has been this dude has been sniffing or absorbing speed for who knows how long. It's, it's, it's to a point where it's it's something he craves like a drug every couple of whatever I don't See, know what the time frame that's why I think Garrick might actually be working you know like he might, like like the way he has the hold over Harrison Wells with his daughter mm-hmm. he might have some hold over Jake Garrick yeah his like, speed yeah exactly his speed, his speed. Yeah. And that he's actually going to end up betraying them to Zoom. And, I mean, like I said, that'd be perfect for Zoom. A, a synthesizable uh, serum that right. would give him even more and more speed. That's, like, exactly what he wants, you know? I just wish they would have another Jay Garrick who is a good Jay Garrick that I know from the comics to be right. in his life. It's okay. Not all about <laughs> we, you and what we, you want. I know. We, uh, we, have, our, we have our Jay Garrick. Okay, you know, Caitlin's able to make it a velocity seven, as she calls it for Jay. He right. faces off with a metahuman and uh, wearing the flash suit, but it starts off pretty well, but it like fades mm. really quick. And he has how to, many Joe times? Joe has to save his butt. Mm-hmm. How many times can you be punked like that? He has been punked every effing episode <laughs> for the, since the day he came to this world. Yep. He has wow. tripped. He's been beaten. He's been falling down. He's been insulted. He's been although punched. the trick with his hat was kind of cool. That was old the school. Trick with all the hat comics. Is great, but everything else, he has been punked countless times, and that fine ass woman still loves him like that. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't either. Mm. What's going on? There's a better better man than that. She does. Um, I'm, I'm looking here real quick on Vulture.com. They're saying that they're also in that scene where they're going to Earth 2 mm-hmm. that we get to see uh, we see Jonah Hex. Oh, yes. I forgot. He's going to be on Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah, I did. And see an Hex. alternate version of Green Arrow. I did not Ooh. see that. I did not either. It must be one of the things that we I saw. To, yeah, I have to watch it in freeze frames. Must have been all the cocaine I had. I didn't. All that cocaine all over your desk. That was, no, that was me. You're projecting again. Oh, oh no, that's all through nothing's on this morning. We all had some of it. We both oh, no, I didn't. I don't know. Well, that's what I did with my weekend, so. Uh, Cisco and Barry are in uh, in Earth 2, and like I said, instead of sticking with the uh, the mission, yeah. Barry's like, uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to, he went out, he goes out, he grabs his doppelganger mm-hmm. and takes him into Star Labs. Right. And then they tase him. And then we hang out. Barry decides to live in the shoes of his Earth 2 doppelganger. It turns out to be kind of a douche. Yeah. Yeah, totally. It's kind of a selfish douche. Like, Iris ends up being a cop who had to go to, who had to become a police officer to pay for him to go to school to be a CSI. And Joe hates Barry, calls him Bartholomew. Totally. And is a, is a jazz singer in a club. Um, Entertaining is crap. Yeah, and I mean that was fun to watch. Yeah, well, everybody who forgot that Jesse L. Martin got his start on Rent. Yeah, man. Here's your oh, reminder, because wow. <laughs> man can and sing. Broadway. This dude has been yeah, on Broadway, totally, totally. And singing and countless... yeah. totally. So uh, they're at a nightclub and they're watching Jeff sing, and in bust Killer Frost, mm-hmm. the Caitlin Snow. Oh, oh yeah, Caitlin I, Snow. of uh, Earth Two. Ooh, and like Death, Death Storm 
yeah. the the, uh, the firestorm of Earth too, yeah. and they have been sent by Zoom to find what they call a breacher, who is the, obviously Barry, who's from Earth One. Right. But Barry's in disguise as Barry Allen. He's hiding. He's not showing off his powers, and although he tries to save uh, Joe from a blast from Dust Storm, Joe takes a really solid hit and gets uh, him sent to the hospital. Yeah, so what did you guys think of of, uh, of Killer Frost and Deathstorm? I thought they were I thought they were awesome. I love seeing them, but I was like, Barry, why did it take you so long to just put the suit on and fight them as the Flash? It was he paused for too long for me. It's like you you do this every day. Like it, it, I don't understand what was the the point of him being pausing like that. Like these. These are not your friends. Like, yeah, like he, he got real dumb. Like, he didn't understand that these are doppelgangers and that they're trying to kill people. He just, he just got too dumb. Like, it, it's like right. he, he went through a whole thing of maturity. Like, if this happened in the first season, I would get it because he, there were lessons he needed to learn. And he did learn them because people died because he didn't, um, because he didn't respond as quickly as he should have, or he he was too trusting about things and he didn't do what he should have done. So when we get to this, it kind of bothered me because like he took five steps back because he's like, "But they're my family." No, they're not, idiot. These Caitlin is a bad guy who has been killing people. He just got done letting his watching his mother die, right? Because the future that, version of himself told him not to. In that role. Hmm? Yeah. Go ahead. What'd you say? And Jack? worse than that, Caitlin was the worst over actress in that for it, as Killer Frost. That, oh, no, it was way over the top. Oh, oh, oh she's way like over a power Ranger villainess. Yeah. What the crap was that about? The she looked fierce, hair on point, yes. very eighties, very spiked up and awesome, but. She was I just I felt like she was hired as a Power Rangers like villain. Well, you know what? She, she was, like, was more Batman and Robin, uh, Captain Cold. Okay, like she could play yeah. Captain Cold and and yes, scene. right. But she was hamming it up for the totally. I mean, you she could talk, I mean, was full on ham. Yeah, well, she like I mean, she always has to pay, play prim and proper scientist right. Caitlin. You know what I mean? Right. Long suffering Caitlin, job at that. and she's good at that. But I mean, yeah. I mean, you can see where the actress was. She never gets to, to be like, bad. Like, you know? I was really hoping the director was trying to pull something out of her and just failed. Then that's the reason she was delivering like that. Well, you never just... know. I think he might have probably told her to ham it up because these are two villains who don't have any. There's evidently there's no police. You got one good cop and one who can't shoot. <laughs> that's all you have. So it was it's, hard for me to watch. I, seriously, just, it was so over the top. It seems like there's no police backup. There's no authority to challenge you. So they get to go do what they want to do. I th- I think they told her to ham it up. Do you? Do okay, you? all right. She I did that. She went. The Flash uh, fights uh, Killer Frost and Dust Storm. Uh, takes him outside and kind of reveals himself to be the Flash mm-hmm. there on Earth too. Um, he tries to appeal to Killer Frost as Caitlin. Surprise! Doesn't work. Like a dummy. I mean, how many times have people told him, you know, these aren't the people you know. This yeah. is in Earth too. You know. Um, this is Earth to you. That whole thing of Caitlin, I know you. This is not who you mm-hmm. are. Full, she's back in the other world. Yep. Idiot. Like, this is not. I mean, and like Jay world. told him and Harry told him before they even left. I'm like, like what look, are you doing? do not get it, you know. 
And then Cisco's like, well, I wonder what my doppelganger is doing here, blah, blah, blah. And then Harry's like, don't. Don't find, you don't want to know, you know. Just don't want to know. Don't want, and it's true, he doesn't, because, um, you know, it turns out uh, the um, Killer Frost and Death Storm are working for Zoom. Of course. It's, it's getting... This is a world where authority does, is not very strong there. Like, this is a world where Zoom gets to F with people constantly because there's no superheroes there to fight them. Right. Like, you would think you'd bone up on that. Like, if I was going to go in that world with him, I'd have been like, all right, Wells, you need to give me the information of what the world is like. So we have intel. Like, what's the deal? Like, yeah, who is like, this? Who is that? Like, like Zoom isn't bad enough by himself. You couldn't have told us he had a whole gang of super people, you know, metahumans. Right. As... There's things he, he should have known, you know, like, they should have been told this from the giddy-up. Like, you would at least know that Iris is a cop in your world. You Like, she's one of the top cops in your, in your world. You would at least know that. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, you know, like, it's just... It's just some things where they just play with your the character's intelligence. Like they they're smart and skilled in one episode, and in this episode they just totally are just dumb. Duh. In some and scenes. Iris's Iris's partner, by the way, is Floyd Lawton, aka Deadshot. Mm-hmm. And on Earth yeah. Two, on Earth Two, it's a joke because he's in it is. right. Is <laughs> it dropping his balls? There's also one real quick thing I wanted to mention when uh, Barry is in his house. And uh, uh, Iris says, your mom called. You might want to call her back. Oh, that's the Fields one. And he like, yeah, that hit like all the Fields. Yeah. But if you look uh, at the names listed on the home phone, I don't know. Did you see that? Freeze frame it. You got Eddie. Uh Uh-huh. Bruce. Uh Uh-huh. Hal. Uh Uh-huh. And Diana. Yeah. Those names sound familiar to anybody. (laughs) Oh, and who's the mayor? Oh, I forgot. Who is the mayor? Yeah, Snart. That's right. Leonard Snart. Captain Cold. Captain Cold is the mayor. I am the mayor of this city. Pretty awesome. (laughs) Could you imagine him giving Uh, speeches? Yeah, I could, actually. He's a really good actor. (laughs) I could totally see it. You are not. Iris goes to confront uh, Killer Frost and Duststorm and tells Barry to stay behind. Mm -hmm. Uh, Joe dies in the hospital in a very touching scene. Right. He's like, you take care of her. Daughter. Now I'm gonna you take die. care of her. Now that I'm gonna die. You take care of my girl. You take care of her. <laughs> and then dies. Um, Iris goes to confront them with Cisco in tow, mm-hmm. and uh, and you know, Deadshot, and uh, they start. They decide they want to try to take out uh, Color Frost and Dust Storm with regular guns and stuff. Yeah, that, that doesn't smart. work out so well for them. Um, they start fighting the Flash fights them or whatever, and it turns mm-hmm. out. They don't even work directly for Zoom. They work for another guy who is like Zoom's lieutenant. Right. Who goes by the name of Reverb, who turns out to be... Cisco! First two Cisco. <laughs> but they don't call him Vibe. He's a peomp. Cisco says Vibe, and, and, and he looks at himself and says, Reverb. He's, he's like, a peomp. Uh, yeah, he's like, the, he's like the metahuman pimp. And he has really learned how to ho- uh, hone his powers a lot more yeah, than yeah, Cisco has. Right. Like, and he even does like even Cisco's like, "Are you v- Darth Vader at the end of it? You know, Empire Strikes Back with me <laughs> right now?" You know, because he's you know he offers to like teach him how to use his right. powers if he joins him, and right. they could take out Zoom. But you know, if they joined forces together, uh, he wouldn't have to work you know for Zoom anymore because you know together they would have enough power to overpower him. 
Anyway, uh, Cisco obviously you know, does not take uh, uh, Earth Two Cisco's deal, and he gets the, he gets clobbered, and like the three of them start wailing on Barry. Uh, oh my God! They beat the crap out of him. Yeah, they're like they're like uh, zapping him left and right. Yeah, dummy um, Barry. Cisco is able to take out um, Killer Frost though with like some mm-hmm. anti frost stuff or whatever. Right, anti Killer Frost gun, I guess you call it. <laughs> the anti gold gun. Defrostator. <laughs> then Zoom shows up, and Zoom is like, "If I, you know, if I, if I told you, you know, if you found a speedster, what were you supposed to do? Deliver him unharmed." So he kills Reverb and Duststorm for screwing up. Killer Frost lives, but she, you know, she's she's hurt, and she knows what's going on. You know, she knows yeah, he's cause in charge. Because she was scared. She's like, "I know." She's like, "We don't hurt speedsters, didn't they tell you?" And then the other two yep. idiots are just, you know, doing their thing. Zoom captures Barry and speeds off. Barry wakes up. He's in a glass prison. Mm-hmm. He sees Jesse like across the way from him, and he's like, "You know, hey, I know your father, and we're gonna get you out of here. We're here to save you." Right. Um, there's uh, someone. There's someone else in the prison down there too. He's wearing yeah. a mask. Yeah. And what we haven't seen. I don't know. It could be a lot of people. I mean, who would have to wear a metal mouse like that? To I mean, who maybe would it'd be it'd be something if it was really Jay. The real Jay Garrick. Yeah. Hmm, interesting. That'd be some crazy stuff if it was really Jay Garrick. I'm telling you, he's hiding something. Dude's hiding yeah, something. Yeah, what, what if it was really Oh, Jay I don't Garrick. like him and he's hiding something. I don't like him, man. It gives me the... It gives me the... Zoom tells Barry, uh, look around. This is the last place you'll ever see. And that's yeah. the way they end the episode. Mm-hmm. Now, throwing in, the uh, next episode, we're going to see who he is. Uh, it's... Re- we're not. Re- it's not revealed, but there's a trailer. It's on uh, TalentNetworkPodcast.com. Uh, mm-hmm. It's the tr- they put out a trailer, uh, um, a longer one of what happens, like, like just scenes of the two parter because this is considered a two parter. And in that two parter, right. you see Zoom uh, taking off his helmet to reveal himself to Barry. So it's coming. So people, you wow. want to watch that next episode? But we don't see it. But Barry does. Right. Right. Well, it could be anybody then. It could be, could be anything. Anybody. I this episode a total A. I loved it. Uh, it gets it gets a B plus. Would it? You know, Barry's stupidity kept it from an A, but it gets a B yep. plus. He made me mad. He made me. Mad. I'm gonna go B. Not just Barry's stupidity, but Caitlin's overacting or Killer <laughs> Frost's overacting. Seriously, it was crazy hokey. Yeah, I know. I couldn't. I, I was like, I can't even fun. go here with you. Yeah. What's what's gonna piss me off? I might curse during the Legend of Tomorrow recap because Ray pissed me off even more than Barry did. Okay. Oh, did he piss me off? (laughs) Okay. So ominous. (laughs) Let's uh, we're gonna be skipping our zombie to the end because Jerry (laughs) abstains from the brains. (laughs) Abstain from the membrane. Abstain from the brain. Um, so we're gonna go on to sins of the father. Uh, season four, episode thirteen right. of Arrow. Dun, 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 dun. It just could have been called, "Hey Oliver, go kill Malcolm Merlin." <laughs> kill Malcolm! Kill Malcolm! Kill Malcolm! Kill Malcolm! Malcolm. Felicity comes. Hey, you should go kill Malcolm. Diggle's like, "Hey, kill. You Malcolm yet? <laughs> Are you gonna kill Malcolm?" Thea comes out of her coma. Kill, kill Malcolm, my father. I can't do it. I know Oliver is like, you know, he's trying to negotiate this thing between Nissa. And Malcolm, right. right? Nissa has the Lotus that it can cure Thea. 
she wants it in return for the uh, control of the League of Assassins. And I, I don't want to be mean or nothing, but I, I just you just feel like tapping Oliver and saying, okay, we're going to go through first season. Dude killed like, oh, I don't know, a couple hundred people? I was going to say, four or five hundred people at least. Yeah. Uh, right. That's not counting assassins and all the other dudes. He's... Yeah, and your best friend. And, uh... It's been a one-man local genocide in the right. city that he has sworn to protect. He has failed the bleep out of this city. Right. Okay. And he didn't raise Thea. Like that. He might nope. be his biological father. But nope. dude didn't raise you. That's that wasn't dad dad. So uh you I know, know his, what? and like his explanations were such BS, you know. Yeah. I, you know, I lost my father. I don't want her to not have the chance to know her. I'm like, her father's a douchebag. Yeah. He's a You're, murderous you know, you know douchebag. <laughs> The douchebag did say something profound in that episode. He said, you're a very attractive man, Oliver, but you're not that bright. Yeah, he was right. <laughs> he was totally right. Not that bright. Everybody. I was like, ding, 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 ding. He can do 100 sit-ups and push-ups, but he sure ain't that bright. And the entire episode is like, well, other than the bit with Felicity and the calculator, the entire episode is Oliver trying to negotiate while between, they keep tapping him in the chest, like and, do, do it, do it, and everyone telling him, "Why are you even bothering to negotiate? Just yeah. kill him. Just kill him. This you should have killed not... me. Even Diggle, Diggle's like, dude, dude, I'm going home to my wife and kids tonight. Did yeah. you kill him yet? You know, I mean, it's like even Diggle is in his no, face telling him to kill him. Every reason to have him dead. Seriously, yes. no doubt. Yes. So the episode goes on with him trying to, you know, uh, broker a deal between Nissa and, and Merlin. It doesn't work out. We get a lot of fight scenes between Nissa's rogues and like the, and the flashbacks that don't matter. I'm not even going to talk about the flashbacks. Uh, you know what? They're building something, but it's going to be not revealed in just these individual episodes. Uh, and I have, I still have no idea why they're. I'm not even going to talk about the flashbacks. I'm so pissed off uh, after that week where they had a flashback to a hallucination. I'm like, no, 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 no. Like Donnie okay. says, no. No, no. it's gonna bad, get to the point now where it's gonna be bad. like, I don't know where my keys are, and then we get a flashback. <laughs> that time you always put your keys in that cup right there. I couldn't find my keys. Or <laughs> they're not even having anything to do with the storyline no. we're on anymore. No, I want to like turn the TV and like turn it off and never watch it again. It's like, oh, remember the first time you shot a bow and arrow? That's Let's flashback and watch oh. that. This one time at Murder Island. <laughs> right. At Ben Camp, there was one time I was in a cage with another woman. And it's like, what are you doing? You're killing me, man. You're wasting time. So after they check out the Lotus to make sure it works on Thea and it gives her, like, it helps out Thea for a while, but they don't give her very much. Um, Oliver says, okay, why don't you just have a trial by combat against Merlin, Nissa? You know, I'll set it up for you. You guys can fight. And whoever. Whoever wins gets to be Raish, right? So they're about to fight, and then Oliver's like, Yo, I'm her husband. By law, yeah, by Raish law, I guess by the law of Nanda Parabat or whatever, I guess. I'm saying, right? Whatever. It's not extraditable. Because it ain't no papers, because you about to marry uh, Felicity. So exactly. Right. Yeah. Right. He's bigging me. Um, bigamist, I guess. Uh-huh. Um, he says, you know, and that uh, allows me the right to stand in for her in combat. So it's Oliver versus Malcolm Merlin. Right. Sword fighting. Right. And this Perfect. is where and this is where you oh I'm sorry, Jerry, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. Perfect time to kill him. Perfect. 
Uh, totally. I mean, yeah. and, and and this is where what Daryl was talking about uh, skill sets comes into play. Yeah. Because, like, for a long time, Oliver got his ass handed to him by everybody. Yes. But now he's all of a sudden, he's the only guy who ever defeated Malcolm Merlin. Yep. So they fight, and, you know, know, they're all watching very tensely or whatever. In one move, takes off Merlin's hand and Mm -hmm. slashes him in the chest. He beats him like he never learned to fight before. Right. Like, he beats the... And which makes me go, if they had just, in season two, when he had got thrown off the mountain... If they had just had it where, while he was gone from from uh, Star City, he was being trained by somebody, as opposed to just sitting there napping and going through fevers, th- you could explain why his skill set increased, like and why he was able to get beat so bad by Roz to almost kill him. To when you when he comes back to to Star City. He, he is has, like, able to beat him. Come in and right. just train the shit out of him. Right. right. It should have been like while he's <laughs> right. sitting there hurt. It's like, all right, Oliver, your training is good, but it's time to really finish right. your training. Like you need to learn. You know, you right. you need to 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 go. You need no more training than this. And so it would. I think it'd be a great montage that kind of have him level up with different fighters. Yeah. Okay. And that would be how, instead of having yeah. all the flashback and angst crap, mm-hmm. they could have did that with this, and then and it would explain why he could beat the people he he's beating now. You know, it, right. it just it bothered me that they did it that way. They uh, they fight Oliver has him, and you know Malcolm tries to cheat mm-hmm. by grabbing yeah. an arrow from a minion or whatever, and uh, Oliver has him cornered without a sword, like you said, Daryl. Just like takes him out really quickly. It's Too like, quickly, like there should have been more of a fight than that. I thought. Is, you know? Yeah, he used to beat his behind. Like, didn't he almost die when they fought the first time? Yep. Yes. Like, you know, watching it, as soon as Malcolm said, "You know, okay, here, kill me. This is the only way this is going to end. You know, just do it." I mean, he's on his knees. Right. Oliver's, you know, got the upper hand. I thought for sure. I was like, "Wait, did Malcolm just punk?" I mean, did did Malcolm just get punked by Oliver, or is this something they set up beforehand? See, that's so what I was thinking. Happy, mm-hmm. yeah, that would have been the logical conclusion of that, right? Right, right. right. That they would have done some sort of ruse. Mm-hmm. Make yes. Nissa think he was dead. He could have lived, yeah. but that's like, what I know, thought they were yeah. going to do. Yeah, that's what I thought they were going to do too. But that's not yep. what happens. No. Nope. Um, I'm, Malcolm begs Oliver to kill him. Oliver right. finds another way. He chops off his hand. And, and he hands Malcolm. And he hands, Malcolm. picks up the hand and takes mm-hmm. the ring off of it and hands it to Nissa. But if that's all it takes is just to cut the right? hand off of the ring, then just beat the, the, just yeah. beat the fellow down and but, take the ring off. But like with Alex busted through the door, it looked cooler that way, man. That, yeah, I guess it did. Um, the Felicity side plot this time, with her dad back in town, mm-hmm. she doesn't know whether to believe him or not. She talks to her mom, and her mom is like, don't believe that cold-hearted snake. He's never <laughs> going to change. And uh, sure enough, Felicity has him up to Palmer Labs, and while he's there, he tries to steal tech from them. Now, that's smart. Yeah, yep. so... That is someone who remembers things that have happened already and being betrayed and not just believing Somebody. Oh, he'll change. He'll change. Right. Like she actually said. Father's Day. Yeah. I hope he'll change, but in case he doesn't. <laughs> let, let me try me this. Sh- right. Let me try this so I can test his ass. So, so I don't know. 
she sets up a thing where he, you know, could have stolen something, and he totally does. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, she talks to him later, and then she's uh, turns him over to the police. Yep. Her own dad. Boom, boom, boom. Like, oh, you betray me. I'm like, shut up, abandon her. Don't nobody care about exactly. you. Exactly. You ain't paying no, no child Push support. on. Right. You could have sent some money. <laughs> you ain't sent no checks from where you was at. Like, that's. That's being real. I mean, if you were so bad fathering all the way around right. in this episode, I mean, yeah. Malcolm, crappy. Oh, I'm not going to give up the mantle or whatever, and but to save my own daughter. But I really love her, and I'm doing the best for her. I call mega bullshit. Bad, well, super. Bad. Here's what I call mega bullshit on. Nissa melts the ring and disbands the whole league of assassins. Right. right. So now there's sick. like all these freelance assassins running around with no jobs. No medical coverage, no four hundred one ks. You know. But you know what would have gotten me if they had set it up. I think you know what I think. What messed up Arrow more than anything, I think, and it's not a bad show. But what I'm saying, I think what kind of has thrown the show off, and it still hasn't gotten back on track yet, is last season trying to catch up because of how well the Flash did. I don't think they ever caught up really with with the Razagul thing. I think that they kind of threw them off because okay. if they had set up that Nisa always wanted to end the League of Shadows, like they she all like they could have set that up that she never she always wanted this to end because of all right. the treachery and all the evil things that have happened. Her mission was always I, if she ever got that title was to disband them and they could have they could have did that way back when mm-hmm. when she was friends with Laurel that yep. could have been her thing like ending this all the murders all the destruction all the things that they've done you could you could you could do that like you cuz they never tell you exactly what the league has been doing Right. They don't show you that. They don't tell you that. So yeah, it, it doesn't really feel me. concrete. It just seemed like it came out of nowhere like her whole right. motivation for all this time is to become race. Right. But you no, know, she, but she no thought she was why. the heir, and right. no reason why, and no agenda. You know? Exactly. And now all of a sudden she's like, "Oh, I've disbanded the league." I'm like, "What?" You could have even had why they're loyal, because I don't really get a sense of why these people are loyal to you, mm-hmm. because you're right. just another person that just wants to ring. But if they had set it up that the league kidnaps people, it forces them to become assassins, all this kind of stuff, and she wanted to end this, and the people that follow her are the people that believe in that cause. Right. Then that makes sense because when you yeah. disband the league, you can have the people that with are with her go right. out and take out the evil people in the league that are just going to go out and, and, and cause more kills. So you give Nisa a reason to exist outside of why she she's not going to be on the show every episode so you give her something to do and when you need her to come back on the show you can give her a reason to come back on the show like you need backup but for that for now you can have it that Nisa's out there taking out all the evil assassins right that's a kick-ass story you know something to do right if she had better motivations other than just becoming race you know, right. they, and they, like you said, Daryl, they could have done started with that a long time ago. And exactly. They, I never heard of this before at all. I mean, right? Because you yeah, know, they want. Like they're trying to, it feels yeah. like they're trying to unleash chaos. They're trying yes. to make something that's so beyond everyone on the show 
it's, it's like a force and you never know where it's coming, which direction it's coming from. That's right. what it feels like, right. but it's so contrived. You're right. Mm-hmm. There was no setup. There was nothing. None. It was just, None. Bam. And I think that what part of it hurt is that they weren't prepared last season for what they were going to do at the end. Well, um, Oliver and uh, Felicity talk about wedding plans mm-hmm. briefly, and then we get a scene of Malcolm uh, now kind of down on his luck, talking to Damien Dark and telling, spilling the beans that, yes, Oliver does have a young son, mm-hmm. William. Oh, and we forgot to mention, this dude tells you, I know about your son. Right. right. And then you still betray him. Not only did he yep. say, I know about your son, I know everything about you, he told you. Mm-hmm. So guess what? You get a sore through the throat because you ain't going to, you're not going to, I'm not going to have an enemy sitting out there that knows my son. If you exactly. are lying to your own fiance to keep him safe and, a, you know, in secret, then guess what? Malcolm, you got to die. There's a choice between you living and, and my son's secret being protected so no one, can kill him and you're vowing vengeance you don't post any guards for yourself like you're not having any protection for your son so if you're not going to do it then that means that the secret it should be the most important thing to you and when he threw that out there guess what that hood would have been on and we would have been fighting and you'd have been dead that's just the way it is and it would have been justified because you're a father that's just the way it is Mark this is, is what this episode is about. Crappy fathers. Yes, yeah, he's one of them. Crappy fathers. <laughs> he's one of them. He's a crappy this, father. This is a consistent theme, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. After a father. Most, uh, Felicity's father, mm-hmm. Malcolm as a father, mm-hmm. and, and Ollie done fucked up now, too. So, yeah. yeah. On this cool. episode. Yeah. All the way around. All the way around. So, what do, you guys, what do you guys give it for uh, for letter grade? I, you know what? The fighting is so. I love the fighting. It, it, it. I wish I could give it a higher thing, but because of the problems I've had with it, I have to give it a C plus. Have to do it. Yeah, I'm going straight C on this. B minus. Yeah. Just for the problems that we've cited already. So. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. Let's move on to Legends of Tomorrow. <clears throat> Season one. Is that a good? Uh? No, that's. A, I'm angry at Ray. Oh, Ray. Oh, man. Oh, he pissed me off. Worst Hero Award. Oh. Uh, White Knight, Season 1, Episode 4. Uh, we start off with the team going to Washington, D.C. in 1986 to steal a file from the Pentagon on uh, on Vandal Savage. They all have their role to play. Uh, Jax kind of bungles a little bit because he's too busy arguing with Gray, as he calls him. Yeah. Professor Stein. And they trip an alarm. And uh, this draws attention to Sarah and Kendra, and they, in the uh, aftermath, Kendra goes even more so berserk that Sarah's like, whoa. She <laughs> needs to calm down. Calm that down. Did you bring <laughs> that weed from the 70s with us? I was <laughs> saying. Because <laughs> Kendra's all, off the off the, ch- off the Captain chair. Cole is the, always the potentially star. off the rest, too. So yeah, yeah. Captain Cole. get her house in order, damn it. But it's something when the villain is the most skilled and hero. He's the hero of this episode. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, totally. I, Wentworth Miller really makes this shit. It's like him and and uh, and Katie Lotz as as uh, a white canary. Really, right like, yeah, they're like my favorite members of the cast. By yeah, far. he took he took Ray to school in this. He's like, I can get the look, totally. Ray. You, you could be, you could try to be the hero, but I can get shit done. Don't you dare push that button, Raymond. She, exactly. she, she's gonna shoot me like anyway. Ray was try, it was 
they're trying to portray Ray as like a, a smooth James Bond. He just fumbled his way through it until Captain Cold. All of it. <laughs> like, oh, All yeah. Everything from meeting her and knowing <laughs> what she's into to like you just assume she's a good guy. Like what? You no. you were not and, and, no. No. Yeah, in fact, you kind of because of her gender, you already assumed she was a damsel in distress, which was she totally did. wrong. Have you ever seen James Bond film, Daryl? And yeah, and and Snark, he's like, listen, I judge on, I look at this situation and then make a decision on what it is. And he knew something was up with her. Like he didn't she, trust she, her she, for she, a like good reason. Rabbit, she's supposed to be a scientist. Right. Alarm. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Ray just, oh, he just fell right in for it. Fell right for Damn. it. Anyway, Dr. Teeth and uh, Katie Lotz end up uh, doing a lot of training this episode. Because mm-hmm. uh, Dr. Teeth is trying to work on her uh, warrior within. And uh, it causes her to go berserk. And Katie knows a little bit about that. So, right. Or Sarah, I'm sorry. Sarah knows a little bit about that. So they have kind of bonding this episode. Which is needed. They don't have a lot of female friendships in, in the CW stuff. The Supergirl has it, but they don't have it in... In the CW shows, and I think it's good to to have more of that. You guys are missing the point. Their attempt at female bonding ends up in a really hot chick fight. So well, that too. That's <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't I don't see the problem there. I, that's, no, that's, I'm that's, just saying, you guys are like, the oh, point. they're friends, and I'm like, yeah, they're fighting. <laughs> well, I mean, that comes with it. I just they're you know, sparring. Yeah. That, um, just because they're okay. uh, just because they're hot chick fights. I mean, that's just an after after effect. It did yeah, turn just... out to be a real chick fight because Sierra yeah. is a hypocrite. She's telling Kendra to, to zen out and learn to control your stuff. Right. She does not have the house in order. She no. still has no, the bloodlust. Yo, totally. Okay, so... Yeah, mm-hmm. they're both yeah, trying to deal with. I mean, Kendra kind of calls her on it by the end of the episode too. You know, it's good. Exactly. That, that makes a great friendship too when you call each other on your crap. Yeah, exactly. Fight. Yeah. Great. Um, as they leave the uh, Pentagon, they are attacked by Kronos mm-hmm. in his spaceship or time ship, I guess. And um, they uh, they crash in Soviet uh, in the Soviet Union, where uh, their next lead has led them. And uh, General Savage has been linked to that, so they're trying to infiltrate uh, this one, uh, Valentina Vostok, a name which is probably known to comic book fans uh, as the negative woman, right? From the the second incarnation of the Doom Patrol, I believe. Yeah, is the head of this uh, this project, and they know Savage is involved in some sort of weapon. They try to uh, get on her good side, like you said. Ray is the most inept <laughs> uh, James Bond possible. James Bond. Yeah, let her turn and just like is as smooth as ice. You know, I love it when he fun. says Raymond. Yeah. <laughs> Raymond, <laughs> that's that's the you know you effing up right now. You need to get your crap yeah. together. Um, Snart is able to get her magnetic uh, key card and her wallet. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Could have got more than speed. that if he wanted to. Probably, yeah. But that would really messed up the time stream. Can you imagine? Well, he knew oh, something gosh. was up for her though. He did. He did. There's a uh, side, as all this is going on. There's another um, side story going on with Cronus. Uh, Rip Hunter is in the woods and uh, um, with McRory, and they run into Time Master Druce. Um, and he comes, he approaches him with a deal. He's like, Look, you give up looking for Savage, mm-hmm. everybody goes back to their own timelines, and we, you know, you bring this ship back, and everything will be hunky dory, but you have to stop this now. 
And Rip Hunter's like, okay, I, I need time to talk about you know this with my crew. And as they leave, Mick is there, and he's like, wow, that guy's going to kill you. He know, he know. And Rip Hunter's like, what? No, he was offering me a peace deal, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, no. That's not. We were both no. honorable gentlemen. Yeah, <laughs> yes. He, he knew that. Sir, I pretty... My greatest friend and ally. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love having them. They they know they're criminals. They know the deal. It's like you you're right. you're uh, expendable. You you don't matter. You can kill you in a minute. Right. You've crossed the line. Mm-hmm. He's written you off. Yeah. <laughs> right. The uh, goes back to me. Time Master Juice and this leads directly into a fight with Kronos. And Jax gets uh, wounded. Yeah. And split from Stein. Mm-hmm. Um. In the fight. Yeah. Usher need to get it together. Yeah. Yeah. Totally yeah. does. <laughs> I know he feels the burning, but he need to he need to Stein and Jax have it out. Like Stein is telling him to get his shit together and Jax is like, Hey man, you're not respecting me and stuff and they kinda they're really like like Stein kind of insults him and stuff to kind of get under his skin. Oh yeah. And uh, he even like you know, explains later to like uh to Rip Hunter, he's like, you know, I I did that out of cruelty to knock him out of complacency and stuff. I mean by the way, Valentina Vostok, I, I knew I recognized her. She was on Mr. Robot. Yeah. Oh, right, right. Totally forgot about that. Um, they they uh, the uh, they break into the uh, the project Svarog. Uh, uh, it's uh, Stein and Snart and Raymond. Raymond. <laughs> Raymond. <laughs> and uh, uh, and Heatwave and McRory and. Uh, Turns out they're they're uh, like you said the Valentina Vostok is not so good. She's totally working with Vandal Savage. Of course, totally knows it. All right. How did it and, not uh, sense that? I mean, look, she's supposed to be a scientist. She looks like a femme fatale. Have you watched any movies at all? And yeah. when you do, and what's really dumb with Raymond, I'm going to call him Raymond because he's messing up. When you, what really dumb with him is when you're a scientist, you need to know. You have to look at everything, cause and effect. Results, uh, you have to like, there's no way you're gonna half ass. Uh, no, observation is part of your method. Yes, you see all these bodies there. You think she, how can she not know, right? If she has a key to the place and they haven't cut her off from it, like common sense should tell you, she knows these bodies here. She's doing these experiments willingly. Like, there's nobody making her do it. So what no. is wrong with you? It's like Snart tells her, he goes, I'm no white knight. You know? Yeah. It's like, neither is she. You know? right. um, we, um, Stein breaks into the uh, the actual area where Svarag is and realizes that Savage is trying to create a, a firestorm. Uh, after seeing yeah. them back in the 70s at that arms dealer thing that, and from the very first uh, episode in the pilot, he's trying to create his own firestorm. Um mm-hmm. And, you know, he'll probably do it. He's pretty close to being able to do it, but there's this one MacGuffin that they need to stake, they need to steal to keep him from doing it. Right. Thermal coupler or something. I can't, I think that's what it was called. Well, this is going on. Uh, Mick gets captured. Ray gets knocked out because of his own stupidity. Like you said, Valentina Vostok had a gun to Snart's head. Mm-hmm. And Ray, Ray, uh, Ray caved, you know, uh, to yeah, her. So they are all uh, taken capture and they're uh, trapped in a Soviet gulag prison. Leonard is able to get the core, the, the MacGuffin away, and back to the ship. So they're able to stop the, you know, the at least they're able to stop them creating a firestorm in that timeline or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the professor and uh, and Ray 
and Mick are captured. So next episode, prison break. <laughs> I know, isn't that awesome? I'm like, yes. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> right. I'm like, Wait a you're telling me that Wentworth Miller and this guy are going to be doing a prison break? Uh, <laughs> what together? Wow. <laughs> yeah. So shocking. Cool. It's so and, shocking. And Ray better get his crap together after this episode. Yeah, I just uh, him being like the kind of naive Boy Scout thing is starting to wear. He's like crazy thin. weakest link. He really is. Yeah, he is. I thought he would become. I thought he would start to become more experienced and and become a leader, yeah. but uh, this episode nope. he really took a step back. He might as well be the damsel in distress in every episode. He totally is the damsel in distress because he doesn't. Like how many uh, times save uh, save Matt Damon? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> well, I mean, like in the, in the one episode where they broke into Savage's uh, mansion or whatever, he like he's the one who tripped all the alarms. He's the one who, yeah. you know, because of his overconfidence, screwed everything up. You know, yeah, yeah. liability. You know, and now and now you have his naivete, you know, messing things up again. So messing stuff up, messing it up. So. Legends of Tomorrow. Good show. I'm liking yeah. it. I give this yeah. episode a B. I mean, it's it was solid. I mean, it's a good first part of a two-parter. I'm All thinking. Right. Yeah, it gets um, a B plus for me. I like the little like like the little Easter eggs they're dropping along the way, mm-hmm. which are cool. Um, it's totally digging it. Digging it a lot. I loved some of the moments between some of the characters, but I was yelling at the screen too much. Which, oh. if I had high blood pressure, would be a problem. Totally. <laughs> so, totally. Like, no, don't do that. Out. Seriously, I was. It was like I was a horror movie, watching a horror movie, because it was yeah. horrific watching Ray Palmer mess everything oh, up. Oh, that, see, that's how I felt about the Flash this week. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I'm no, just I'm like, good. Barry. Or 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 to Ollie. Like, yeah. really? You're gonna cut off a hand or something? Yeah. <laughs> Don't you remember why you're there? The heroes made some dumb decisions. Oh my gosh. Uh, why are you so nice? And they're Stupid all heroes. gonna pay for it. I mean, all of them right? are okay. punished for it. If you think about it. I mean, it. I, you know what? I'll give it a B because even though I was yelling at the screen, that means I was that emotionally invested. So mm-hmm. That's probably a good thing. Yeah. Sweet. Well, Jerry, thanks for joining us this week. We really appreciate it. Uh, no since all we have left to, to cover is the eye zombie, and as I said, you're staying from the brains. But uh, mm-hmm. Jerry is available uh, to listen to on the Comic Rack Snark Fest yes. on the Taylor Network, and uh, also uh, a frequent poster in the Taylor Network uh, podcast uh, Facebook group. So, yeah. Absolutely. All right, you boys have fun. Thanks for filling in, Jerry. Appreciate it. All right, so uh, our final show of the week, I, Zombie, uh, Physician, Heal Thy Selfie. Yes. Uh, season 2, episode 12. <laughs> and wow, man, there were some really awesome moments in this episode. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, she's kind of getting, Liv is kind of getting over the uh, um, horny librarian brains, right? Right. And she's kind of hungry. <laughs> she's she's pretty hungry, and yeah. they come do a triple murder, and she's it's almost like she's going to the buffet. You know? Exactly, she's mm-hmm. all excited already, and they get there, and all three corpses are missing their heads. God dang it! <laughs> I'm sorry, we only had the vegan pasta today. Oh, that oh. sucks. So, no snack for her. Um, kind of disappointing. Um, but you know they they don't. Uh, they find IDs on them, which are fakes, and uh, they have another um, accident victim there who is obsessed with social media, with selfies and Instagram and, and Facebook or whatnot, and she makes a sushi roll 
Yeah, she did and posted it. And posted it on Instagram. Yeah. And then, like, all through the episode, she's taking selfies. She's trying to, you know, she's hashtag this and hashtag that. It was it was pretty amusing. Yeah, it was more of a, um overarching plot-driving episode. So it wasn't, right. you know, her, her personality thing wasn't as strong of a, a thing in this episode. Right. Even though it was, you know what get me, though? Thinking about it right now. She she didn't eat the brain yet, so why would she post the food before she ate it? I don't know. Maybe that was like her second or third meal. With her. I don't know. I don't know because that just it just hit me right now. It's like she's already doing the selfie thing and the posting and whatnot, but she, she was just eating the meal for the first time. It, it doesn't matter. No, but, but she posted like the Instagram hashtag brain food. She sure did. Like hello, hi, I'm a zombie. <laughs> What's up? Yeah, the Twitter language was funny. It was it was really funny and enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, Peyton is is really conflicted this episode, and finally, she invites Blaine over to her office to tell her, you know, no, I'm not going to use you as a snitch. I've compromised myself by sleeping with you, mm-hmm. and I'm going to quit and tell the DA everything. Right. Um, halfway that. halfway through their talk, Liv shows up. Uh huh. It makes it clear that Peyton knows everything, and Peyton can drink. The old, yeah, the whole there's a whole subplot in the episode of Ravi trying to drink with Peyton and keep oh, up with her and being hung right. up for every single day. Oh my gosh! And he is in love with her, and this oh, episode man. proves it totally. I mean, he wants to be with her every moment. He has to drink mm-hmm. himself to death to do it. You know? Yeah. Um. While in Peyton's office, Liv sees the faces from the uh, fake IDs from the guys that were dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, all three of them worked for Stacy Boss. And one of them was his nephew. Dun, dun, dun. Um, Clive and Liv go to tell Boss about it, but he's visibly shaken about what happened. Like when he hears the news. It's news mm-hmm. to him. You know, He did not know that this was happening. Um they uh, go to a snitch. The, 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 you know, uh, there's a new guy pushing Lucky You, a new kind of utopian. It's kind of taking over Boss's uh, territory. All right. Um, Liv is kind of having second thoughts about sleeping with the big hunk boy, Drake. Uh, she, you know, she keeps trying to, to get him to open up and share stuff about him. And, uh, you know, they have a night together and, uh, he's like, oh, I have to go help my mom fix the blah, blah, blah. And it sounded like a BS thing, but it turned out he really did have to go help his mom fix her fridge or whatever. Right. So he meets her, he meets his, uh, she meets his mom and stuff. So that kind of puts off her suspicions for a little while. Um, Peyton goes to the DA's house to turn in her resignation. Mm-hmm. Uh, she gets there. The place is trashed. She finds a message from the chaos killer on the yeah. wall. That was dumb, though. You, you, you're you not a cop. Like, when you see a place turned up, like, you see blood on the wall, you call the cops first before you just go inside. Yeah. You kind of back out slowly. Yeah. You, and call 911. You call 911. That's not a smart thing to do, Pete. Really great scene is uh, 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 Mr. Bosch showing up at Blaine's funeral home. Yeah. Oh my god, I, I thought Blaine was going to shit himself. Well, he's a scary dude, man. But he's guy. scary in like a, just a, I don't know, like a friendly, cuddly way. You know what I mean? He just seems like a, like you'd be, I don't know, a guy at a barbecue. Or, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the guy who plays Mr. Boss is like, is so, he's really good. Like he has that, 
like you said, he's menacing, but he's not like a big imposing dude. You know what I mean? He's kind of scary in a weird, understated way, which works you know, really well for this character. Right. And Blaine, of course, doesn't know what Boss knows or what he doesn't know or whatever. He's kind of freaking out, but Boss is like, so this is a nice place, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, uh, when you left my employee, you owed me, you know, you had like four grand in product uh, plus interest, blah, blah, blah. Let's, it's about you know sixty grand. Let's figure five k a week, which is probably nothing compared to what Blaine is making. Oh heck yeah! And he, so Blaine, he, and Blaine is like big sigh of relief after he leaves. Like, it angered him because Blaine hates to to uh, to give in to anybody. Yeah, but he yeah. knows this dude is that scary. Like you don't play with him. He's that connected that you uh, you 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 don't uh, give up. A, you don't struggle with him. You don't go back and forth. Uh, verbal sparring with this guy right he doesn't play that no it just it was such a cool scene though because i mean blade didn't know what he knew and just kind right. of it's just crazy um live confronts drake about his time in jail uh that's when he go yeah they go to his mom's house uh then clive and live go to a um development in the case they go to a cabin known owned by none other than b on uh, the da baracus did you notice they gave him that name by the way you know what? I didn't even catch D.A. Baracus. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even catch that. Like Dale Bozio from The Missing Persons. Yeah, yeah. Um, Bureau. Yeah, nice little jokes here. Um, inside, they find three heads in the fridge. Just sitting there. Uh, the the, uh, the wood-burning stove is still warm. Um, Clive deduces a boss must have staged the scene at his house to make it look like the Chaos Killer. Uh, but... Liv notices that Floyd is still alive. He's underneath the cabin in the crawl space. Because her, you know, zombie sense is tingling or whatever. Uh, she comes back with some brains for the zombie DA. Kind of debriefs him on the whole zombie thing. Mm-hmm. Um, he just wants to go back to his son, and, his son and his family, but, you know, he can't or whatever. Major, the whole time, is sitting outside in his car. Um, Vaughn is breathing down his neck about Baracus. And Major lied and said he wasn't a zombie. Even though, hey, he decapitated three guys all by himself, you know, killed them all. That is putting Major in more and more hot water with Vaughn. Oh, yeah. Major ends up coming, cutting, kind of cutting a deal with him. Mm-hmm. He kidnaps him and he takes him to his freezer storage unit, kind of explains things. He's like, look, you know, the, this whole thing is done to music, so it, it isn't even really broken down. He just totally. Kind of, it was right. cool because we've seen it before. You know? Yeah, we've seen it when he had to do it before. Um, he stages a, a uh, you know fake suicide mm-hmm. and puts him in the in the deep freeze. Um, the very epi- end of the episode, uh, scuzzy little Ronnie or whatever is there to pick up Drake so he can go deal drugs or whatever, and she kind of flashes on him as like a flash, and then realizes that Blaine is the new player. Yep. In the Utopium game. Yeah. Bum, bum, bum. Exactly. You know, it wasn't going to be all right. Uh, it wasn't going to be a relationship bliss after all that. Yeah. There are a lot of nice little lines in this episode, too. Like uh, Blaine referring to being a zombie as Team Z. Mm-hmm. And lives like, nobody says Team Z. Stop trying to make Team Z a thing. Right. Um. I don't know. There was all that stuff, like you said, with Peyton and Robbie, where she's going to move out, and he's like, no, no, don't. And, um, oh, by the way, she uh, her resignation is refused. 
Yeah. Mayor, Mayor tells her to stay on the case. I got a bad feeling, though, that she might be the one to bite it. At the end of this, yeah, I got a bad feeling. She is kind of in the middle of everything. Yeah, I got a bad. I like. I'm think it's either her or it's going to be the other. Uh, what's McCall's partner, uh, Clyde's uh, girlfriend, Dale. Yeah, it's it's either going to be one, either her or, or her, either either one. I I don't want either. The thing is, I hate is I don't want either one to die because they're both good characters. Yeah, they're, yeah, they are. And I don't want that to happen, but I have a feeling they're putting them in the position where they already had to deal with her being threatened by Blaine. So that's, you know, that put the target on her on uh, on her for that. And then uh, with Peyton, it, it, the whole thing with uh, this 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 whole mafia war that puts her on the on the front lines. Right. And I could see Ravi, you know, losing her. I could see him telling her to finally telling her that he loves her and then i could see her you know him losing her yeah yeah so oh it'd be interesting to see how it all plays out yeah absolutely it's been a good show so far and i i like how the procedural kind of tied into the main storyline this time totally yeah it worked out worked out real well i give this one solid b yeah it didn't focus on the case per se it's just that they the way that they did it which right at lucifer they need to look at this yes they should i was going to say they should take this as a blueprint on how to you know how to do it successfully how to integrate the procedural side and the supernatural side together um the zombie is a good example and yeah the way they weave in this uh this whole thing with uh with the utopium and the, the, the drug yeah, trade right. and uh, the, the zombieism and the you know, the whole subculture of the zombies that they worked out and yeah it's great I mean I don't, like you said Lucifer could dig a page from this book absolutely uh, we asked the people on our DCTV podcast Facebook group and we got some new members this week we got like six new members so uh, welcome aboard uh, DCTV podcast is the name of the Facebook group and we really like to. You can join us there. We talk a lot about DC movies, TV, have a lot of good discussion. Mm-hmm. Uh, and every week I ask, you know, what your thoughts on DC TV are, and here are some of those. Uh, Brian Arnold, uh, welcome to Earth 2, maybe the best episode of The Flash this season. The more the show wears its comic book roots on its sleeve, the better the show is. And Robert Cooper says, I agree, it's like watching a Jeff Johns comic. Oh, and Jeff Johns is one of the um, contributors, isn't he? Isn't he like an executive producer or something? Yeah, because he said it in that special. Yeah, he, yeah. Uh, he's working with them. So, uh, it's not too far off the mark then. Nope, not uh, at all. Robert Cooper had his own comments. Uh, definitely Earth 2. Such great fan service episodes. So much fun. And some of who is Zoom suspects were eliminated this episode. I think it's definitely Barry's dad from Earth 2. I think Killer Frost will cross over to Earth 1 permanently. Uh, Supergirl is good. High marks to the visual of the Black Mercy. I was disappointed Kara's sister had to help her in the dream world. One of yeah. the best parts of the OG story was Superman basically figuring it out on his own mm-hmm. and then making Mongol burn. Yeah, I agree. Burn. Uh, I think the best DC thing that happened this week was the new Batman vs. Superman trailer. Amazeballs. Just Amazeballs. Mm-hmm. I agree. It was pretty great. Uh, it seems to have shut up some of the haters on this movie. I wonder if we'll get some uh, w, uh, Wonder Woman Batman romance in this movie, a la Morrison's JLA run, and right. a la the later years of the Bruce Tim cartoon, too. 
they totally implied that Bruce and Diana were kind of having something going on there. Uh, Adam Fatabronin, I will give The Flash an A. Earth 2 and The Flash was better than George Clooney movie Tomorrowland. Uh, I will give Arrow a B and Legends of Tomorrow a B. Uh, nice call on uh, doing Tomorrowland, said Robert Cooper. I did like the look of the Earth 2, the kind of weird Art Deco brush brass kind of... Yeah, most deaf. Look, it looked, it looked really tight. I liked it a lot. Uh, like I said, the big news this weekend on the DC front was the, the Batman v Superman trailer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we as we talked about earlier, um, we're, what, about a month away now, right? I know, and in the talk of uh, moving up the Flash movie? Yeah, yeah. I, the uh, There was uh, one report I read where, the, you know, I mean, it's nothing. The report told me something that, you know, I've been saying all along. It all depends on how well this movie does. Exactly. Uh, how far they get with that schedule that they do. Right. I mean, it would right. be nice if they got to every single one on there, but I mean, you know, if it, if it hits the billion dollar mark, then definitely everything on there will probably be made, you know. Uh, if not, well, at least we'll get this Suicide Squad and Wonder Woman out of it. <laughs> you know? Word. So, I, well, I, I, would, I can see if this doesn't do as well as they would like. I could see them jumping to do the Batman movie. Yeah, like the Affleck Batman standalone Batman movie. Right. Because even in the reports of stuff, even in the reports about uh, the rumors of uh, the executives not being happy with the response from uh, people who have uh, pre screened it, all the positives have been the Batman stuff. Mm-hmm. So if anything, I could see them just straight up jumping right. and being like, we're going to get this done. Let's do like, the movie. And like Suicide Squad and Wonder Woman are already far enough into production that they're going to get made no matter what. Mm-hmm. That movie could make $5 and they, they're still going to get made because they're, you know, they're being made, you know. So we'll at least get those. So not too shabby. Yeah. We, got the, we got the first pic- uh, pictures this week of Grant Gustin in his Flash costume and uh, Melissa Benoist in her Supergirl costume filming together mm-hmm. for the March crossover. That's gonna be. Oh, can't wait for that. I can't even. I don't even know. Um, I don't even know what you know what the storyline is gonna be or what they're gonna have to fight together. Or, um, the Flash Earth Two episode where it had the highest ratings on the show since 2014. Since that's something. Yeah, like who knew that how many people you know people would know what Earth Two was and wanted to show you know to watch it you know mm-hmm. it's kind of kind of cool that that happened. Uh, Legends of Tomorrow also doing you know bang up bang up ratings. So there's so much you can play with because you uh, now you can have a Superman on the show, you know interact with them if you wanted to or you, like on the CW and whatnot because of that world if you like that i think they're starting to get it it feels like from this they're starting to actually the suits are starting to get out of the way a little bit and understand that it's okay the audience will understand you just these are alternate worlds they're not right you don't have to worry about people getting confused you got fringe you've had like all these different other fictions exactly so so i hope that that means for next season that they won't be so scared to do stuff like they won't have to kill off a dead shot just because dead shot is in the movie right or, stuff, or silly stuff like that or amanda waller 
Right. You know, like, well, this is Amanda Waller. They weren't really doing anything with her. Yeah. And she wasn't that great of Amanda Waller. No offense. So I, I, like, I'm not really, it's not one you're going to miss. I don't think she was Amanda Waller enough. No, like, if I, you're going to do the skinny Amanda Waller, that means you better put her in the field. She better be doubly, uh, like, uh, intimidating. She should have been in the field. She should have been yeah. an agent in the field working her way up. Early days of, of Waller. Right. Like, that. that's the thing I don't, you know, like, if, you, if you're going to already have her in charge, then she needs to be the big Amanda Waller. The one we know. A little older, you know, that type of thing. Uh, seasoned. But if you're going to have her be the the age this actress was, then you should she should be working her way up in Argus, mm-hmm. and and then have people get killed, and eventually she works her way to when we get in seasons in, she's in charge now, right? Because of how ruthless she is and how good she was as an agent, like that's how you do it. But just don't throw her up there and then don't use her. So, uh, you know. There's some issues. There's some stuff with Arrow that they need to kind of. I think they rush a little bit, and and probably because it's it is the first. It was the first of all these shows, really in this in this world. I mean, this was this was the prototype. Yeah. Before they knew what was going to be, so. Um, That's where they all spun off from. This is where it all spun off from. Like the if Arrow did not do what it did, we would not get. We wouldn't have all this. It wouldn't be Flash. It wouldn't be Supergirl. It wouldn't be Legends of Tomorrow. None of this no. stuff would happen if Absolutely it uh, no. wasn't for uh, if it wasn't for Arrow doing what it did. Real quick before we uh, before we get to the sign off part, I want to throw out there that Netflix has put out the full second season of Young Justice. Oh, it's about time. Uh, up on the the, the, uh, the service. Now, if you haven't checked out Young Justice, I would stack it up there with the Bruce Tim Justice League stuff and the Superman stuff. Maybe, you know, and it's just as well written. It's just as good. The characters mm-hmm. are great. Um, I love the take on Aqualad and Artemis and some of the, you know, uh, and, and uh, Ms. Martian. Um, it's a really good mix of the younger, um, it's like the teen, it's like a more serious take of the Teen Titans mm-hmm. and it's just super well written. And a lot of the same production staff as the Justice League cartoon that I love so much. Um, it's really worth watching if you haven't checked it out. If you kind of dismissed it as a kid show or whatever, you should give it another chance. Cause it's no, if you, if you super dig, good, super good. Right. If you dig the, the writing, the strong writing in the Batman animated mm-hmm. series and, and Superman and the, uh, and also the uh, Justice League uh, Unlimited cartoons, you would dig this too. And I love uh, I love the inclusion of uh, Icon and Rocket. Yes, that was that was so cool. Much better than they used them in the damn comic books when they tried to put them in there. Yeah, yeah. I just um, this uh, I, I kind of feel Young Justice is overlooked by a lot of the fans of the Bruce Timverse stuff uh, <laughs> because it's a slightly different animation style, and it kind of came later. And I know a lot of people were soured by Teen Titans Go and oh, stuff yeah. like that. And uh, you shouldn't let that stop you. Young Justice is definitely worthy. It's definitely worth watching. And the whole thing is on Netflix now. So you have no excuse not to catch up. Totally, man. It, it, yeah. uh, it, it's a fun cartoon to watch, I think. It's, it's good a, stuff, man. Yeah, it's a good superhero. I, lo- I love later on in the, in the uh, episodes where, like, uh, I'm not spoiling anything too much, but, like, when... Um, when uh, Aqualad goes undercover, oh my goodness! Uh, during the invasion and stuff, and like yes. deep cover and stuff, yes, 
Oh my god, great, great stuff. And then um, there's that whole thing with the Justice League that like the Magnificent Seven has like mm-hmm. 24 hours they can't remember. This is written. It's 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 like a well written TV show. Like if yeah. this was a live action, I it it would it would be excellent. I think people would dig it. Like that. In fact, a lot of the stories are more are are better written than some of the Arrow stuff that we've gotten. Yeah, oh, definitely. I would have to say that, and I like and I love the actors in Arrow, and I you know and I still love that show. It was it was the first, and I still enjoy it. But I mean, in terms of the writing, if you were to look at the Young Justice and how they wrote those shows, they were written like a real TV show. They weren't just thrown up there for young kids, which is probably why it's still not on, because it wasn't written really for younger and a younger audience. Right. It, it's written uh, pretty smart, and uh, it's written for an older audience. So long-term stories, uh, tight continuity. I mean, it. it yeah, uh, things like uh, shadows from earlier episodes coming back later. In yeah. The show yeah. like, um, oh. just like you know, characters with like evolving story arcs that like change from the beginning. Relationships. Of the story to the end. Yeah. Relationships that evolve change, and change. Built, and... Isn't there like a time jump between the two seasons? And, totally. They. And then like you don't really know why everybody's acting the way they are in the next. Yep. In, in, yeah. Yeah, and the thing is, like the Justice League were gone. They did went off and did something. Uh, they were under someone's control and they went off and did something for like a, I forgot how long it was. And after that, you have to track back what have they done in all that time. Right. Like to black out, like these are the most powerful uh, beings in the universe and they've been, they've blacked out on a certain amount of time. I think it was like 24 hours or something. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't very but, long, but like it was enough for it them. It was long to like enough. Cause do all kinds done. of bad, nasty shit. Yes, know. what they've done was so bad. Like, whoever did what they did, what they've done is so bad that uh, it's re- the repercussions for it have been felt throughout the entire season. Yeah. So, good uh, stuff. Yeah, it's really good Definitely stuff. I recommend it. Well, that's about it for DC TV uh, podcast this week. If you like geeky podcasts, I imagine you do, then head over to the Taylor Network of Podcasts.com. Run by the man, the mogul himself, Mr. Daryl Taylor. You've been listening to me uh, with for the past few hours. All kinds of great shows over there. Arts and crap. Uh, yeah, I said it. No apologies. Nothing's on. Comic Rock, Snark Fest. Um, so many shows. It's a whole plethora. A spectrum. A, 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 a polyphony of podcasting goodness. Go over there. Yes. Check it out. And also check out the website. It's daily updated with all the news that, that you really need to know uh, that you're interested in. A lot of movie and TV news there updated daily. Uh, some video game news and other stuff, too, I've seen there updated. Mm-hmm. So yeah. uh, it's it's fairly uh, fairly uh, well updated all the time. And you can access this either from the from the website, the Taylor Network uh, of Podcasts.com, or from the Facebook group, also called the Taylor Network of Podcasts. All right. You can look at it from your phone, your mobile device, your tablet. Everywhere. Accessible. It's like Brother I. Yes. It's all up in your business. Yeah. Well, we and don't then, track you. 
<laughs> and then uh, once you're done with all those possibilities, head over to hhwlod.com, where we have the Walking Dead TV podcast, which will be uh, uh, kicking the high here now that the season has just debuted. Uh, we just put out like a kind of catch up episode, kind of catch up on the news, and kind of you know get everybody ready for the new season. We just put out a new episode of that, and then we'll be uh, keep, keeping pretty much to our schedule of you know the Sunday night show and then the Monday uh, uh, publishing of the podcast. So. Uh, definitely check that out. We're going to be rotating in some more guests this season as well. Um, that's going to be a big part of the show this season. So definitely check that out. Also, uh, the uh, It's All Connected, the Marvel uh, Television Universe podcast. If you like you know, superhero shows, you're probably watching Agent Carter, and you're probably watching uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Daredevil and Jessica Jones and all that good stuff. Check out It's All Connected because they cover that side of the street just like we cover the DC side over here at the DC TV podcast. Also the black box with, um, Mr. Sean Pryor, the man, the myth, another man, myth and legend, uh, from crown taker studios and, uh, all kinds of great podcasts there. So check that out. HHWLOD.com. So until next week, we have a whole other week of DC TV to talk about. We're only going to have five shows because the Grammys are preempting Supergirl. So, uh, Until then, we're ghosts. Thanks, Daryl.
believe